episode 146 of The Winning Agenda. My name is Jesse Marshall and joining me tonight is 2013 regional top eight competitor, 2014 store champion, 2015 regional champion, 2016 national, 2015 nationals top eight competitor, 2016 national champion, 2016 world's top 16 competitor, 2017 store champion, 2017 world champion and 2018 ANZ snake draft champion, the proudest of them all, Wilfred E. Harig. How are you, Wilfred? Yes, the last achievement is the one that I'm most happy about. In fact, I had a industrial genomics deck with bio. Yeah, so uh, le- less about your yeah, less about the snake draft deck. Oh, okay. No, I-, I was thinking actually that that would be the sole topic of uh, discussion this uh, week. But did I misread the agenda? Yeah. So we- there wasn't originally a, a blast zone segment. Uh, penciled in for this episode but now that you've mentioned it uh i think your snake draft deck might have to feature in our blast zone for this episode oh no spoilers <laughs> no <laughs> all right uh, and uh, as always i'm your host jesse marshall uh, also known as 2014 store champion 2014 regional champion 2014 australian national champion 2014 world's top 16 competitor 2016 store champion 2016 regional champion 2016 nationals runner-up to the one and only wilfred e horrig 2016 world 17th place 2017 regional champion and 2018 good good games melbourne game night kit champion my proudest achievement of them all, obviously, as well. Um, so, Wilfie, on a slightly less sarcastic note, because nobody wants to hear about industrial genomics decks, um, tonight we're here to talk about a rather exciting development in competitive Netrunner. And please don't use that as a segue to talk about your IG deck. But but what is it? I'm going to leave it up to you. I'm going to trust you here. Okay. What happened is that recently I... I got into another snake draft, oh a second snake draft, and I will tell you that my deck includes priority requisition. Oh, okay, I trusted <laughs> you. Oh, God, what, what is wrong with your directives these days? Anyway, um, so the, the exciting development in competitive Netrunner that we want to talk about is, of course, not Wilfie's horrible IG deck that he played in the snake draft with priority requisitions. It is the NAPD Most Wanted list, a.k.a. MWL 2.1 which has just been released by His Holiness Michael Boggs this week. Um, Wilfie, how do you feel, firstly, about the implementation of MWL 2.0, also known as the removed and restricted list, also known as the banned and restricted list, um, and how excited are you for this second iteration? Yes, so I think we've been clamoring for this one for quite a while since there hasn't really been a lot of movement in the Netrunner scene since Worlds, and now that Store Champs is starting, I think everyone was excited to have the chance to play in a new metagame with some shakeups to perhaps unseat the top tier of Runner and Corp decks alike and play something new that potentially enables them to also use some cards from the newest Katara cycle. And how do you feel about having to play something new as opposed to just playing the same decks that you already have sleeved up? Yes, um, I am a bit disappointed, but, you know, I'm happy... Is that that an understatement? I'm a bit disappointed personally (laughs) that I don't just get to play the exact same decks with the exact same cards literally forever, but I do... Would you say that that's your favourite thing to do? 
in a vacuum. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so this has forced you to go out of your comfort zone. Yeah, I actually just wish that when I started Netrunner, they just never printed any new cards. But I understand that other people like new cards, so I accept that sometimes some new cards have to get printed, and sometimes they have to change what cards are removed and what cards are restricted, and I accept that. That is really beautiful. Thank you um, for letting us in on your thinking there, Wilfie. Um, so, uh, specifically on this new MWL, there are a couple of key changes, and I think it, as with all things, we like to do things sequentially, so we may as well start at the beginning of the page, which is the restricted runner cards. What do you think? Sure. I mean, I think the other option is that we both do like you do the runner restricted cards and I do the corp restricted cards at the same time but that probably wouldn't be a very exciting oral experience for our listeners it may be exciting uh (laughs) in some way but it's probably unlikely to be very useful that's true yeah uh so okay let's take the the slightly less exciting but slightly more useful route of discussing or or route for our American listeners. I think that's how they say that. Um, But anyway, we'll we'll talk about Tapworm, which is the big change here. So that's the inclusion on the restricted side for runners. What are your thoughts on the restriction of Tapworm, Wilfred? Yeah, so there's a couple of angles we can approach this from. The first angle is that this now means that both of my decks... Uh, as in, we, but what you mean is we could approach this from a self-interested, selfish angle, or we could approach it from a not-so-self-interested, selfish Well, yeah, angle. and so this is the not-self-interested angle, because I want more people to get into the game, and the best way to get into the game is to probably buy the Pre-Constructed Worlds decks. True, that's very selfless of you. <laughs> I just want everyone to be able to play the decks as they were printed. But, I mean, I understand that this literally hasn't happened in any year in the past, so it's a bit foolish to expect it to happen now, even though it is for me. Right, and it does kind of make sense that whatever is proven through the gauntlet of the World Championships to be the best deck, or, or, you know, thereabouts at least, um, accounting for a little bit of variance here and there, um, will get a little bit more attention. That does make more sense, doesn't mm -hmm. it? I'm definitely not complaining about it, except for the fact that I definitely am, but I do feel like the other way we can approach it is that, yeah, Tapworm is a concerted <laughs> effort to reduce the power of the Lock Haley decks. I mean, the thing is that there are a lot of ways I feel like those kind of decks can be built, and I mean, we even saw, we saw so many different things be strong in Haley at Worlds, you know, between the choice of restricted cards, some people played Clone Ship, some people played Film Critic, some people played Levy, and some people even played Employee Strike, and some people played Pawn Shop, of course, that's five right there. And so, it does seem like, at least for the restricted choice, and in the general composition of the deck, like there are other differences i do feel like those decks had a lot of diversity already and i think that'll be echoed when i talk about violet level clearance a bit later Hmm. i mean clone chip aesops and levy all lead to very different play styles and very different tempo games don't they for the runner yes exactly i think they all force you to build your decks completely differently and so the idea that that archetype as a whole might have been too strong i'm not debating it but like, some of those decks didn't even play 
tapworm and I think they were all similarly powered so to me it seems a bit strange completely disregarding the fact that I had tapworm in my deck it seems a bit strange that for example the pawn shop build which didn't have tapworm now basically doesn't lose anything whereas the levy build or the clone ship build which I think were about similar in power level does but and, and so I think and what I said I think on Ben Nee's show a couple of months ago is that if anything I expected SACCON to be the choice of restricted cards since it's basically basically ubiquitous throughout those kind of decks well this has functionally the same effect doesn't it well similar I mean like the pawn shop list that came second had SACCON but no tapworm sure I mean, a lot of people were upset with you for denying them full bleed heartbeats by beating Greg Tung in the final. So does this mean that we may see full bleed heartbeats next year at Worlds? Given that Pawn Shop Haley is now in your esteem, well, at least untouched and therefore probably the best remaining Haley deck, and Greg was playing heartbeat in his deck, um, does this mean that it's more likely that a, a Pawn Shop heartbeat Haley deck is going to win Worlds this year? Oh yeah, very possibly. I mean, I just think it's a bit of a weird choice. But I do understand that... As in the tapworm restriction. Yeah, instead of yeah. SACCON. But I do understand that if they want to keep SACCON clot as a very important tool in the game for Shapers, especially against Fast Advanced Corpse, then this is, this is the logical choice based on that. Mm. And I, I think you've made some really good points there, and it will be interesting to see how the the Haley metagame shakes out, if you like, um, as a microcosm of the runner metagame. Um, but I will also note that I never thought I would hear you sound like a Monty Python sketch, but when you said, uh, I'm not being... Uh, I'm not complaining, except, of course, for the fact that I am. Uh, that was probably the most Monty Python-esque I've ever heard you sound. Yeah, I mean, I do like Monty Python, but I wouldn't say I really... Uh base my life decisions off of emulating them oh well perhaps you should take it up a little more often because i enjoyed it i do think that another point against restricting tapworm not over satcom but as opposed to doing something else to adjust the Haley strength is that it really hurts another of Criminal's major advantages at the moment, which is that you get to play Tapworm and Zaccon together and don't have to yeah. pay as much influence as Shapers do, so I'm a bit sceptical of that from that perspective as well, since I think Criminals really need the help, but I do understand that it's not as vital to Criminals since they have more or maybe not more functional credit engines, but definitely they're not as Tapworm doesn't have as great a synergy in the regular criminal decks as it does in Shapers at the moment. So mm. from that perspective, I feel like it could have been something else to hurt Haley in a way that didn't hurt Criminal as much. But then again, other cards that come out in the future, it's fair, it might be fairly easy to solve that problem. So the next big change on the restricted side of things is also a change to the removed list, and that is bringing Rumor Mill from being banned to being restricted. Uh, a lot of people since the change has been announced have been saying, well, it's not that big a change really because 
rumor mill is probably not going to be chosen over the other restricted cards in many decks. Um, but given that, well, I mean, the, the people base that on saying, well, a lot of Anarch decks were either playing Film Critic or Employee Strike at one influence, so this probably won't make too much of a difference, and there's better choices for Shapers, obviously, on this list, um, and most Crims will probably play Taplum or Employee Strike as well, uh, or Gag Sign if they're Lila. Um, do you think that Rumor Mill is likely to make a splash and make a resurgence? And, and if so, what do you think the effect of that will be? And if not, kind of answers itself. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I've been thinking about it a little bit, and I do think that while Rumor Mill has been very powerful in the past, that has been mostly limited to decks that can keep it on the table and really restrict how the corp goes about their game plan proactively for one and also two use it at a critical moment to turn off a very important card in the corpse game plan so those are the two facets of it i think one where you just try and keep it on basically permanently and thus allow you to get around one of the corpse main threats or when you use it to further your proactive game plan by removing one of the corpse defensive tools so here's my here's my question for you um how given that ci decks have a reasonably fragile scoring plan even though they uh have a lot of power um do you think Roman Mill disrupt, disrupting MCAP will significantly reduce the power of those CI decks overall? I'm not sure. I do think that that's a possibility. Of course, you know, Roman Mill, same old thing. You can play all those cards in your deck and it makes it... You can keep a Roman Mill on the table relatively safely and over a long period of time. So it's not like the Corp has a huge number of ways to get rid of it aside from scoring and then ending the game before it turns out to be a huge problem like if they want to use their room mill to shut off your mcap then they can there's not a huge amount you can do about that but the fact that employee strike is a similar card in that it disrupts the a ci deck scoring plan significantly so just to interrupt you there, one of the problems with Employee Strike is that the turn after you play it, before the CI player has to discard down, if they have the capacity to score, then they do that, they get the points, and they get rid of your Employee Strike, whereas Rumor Mill actually disrupts their ability to score directly, potentially, like through MCAP, not through Biotic, but certainly through MCAP. I mean, that's true to some extent, and yeah, MCAP definitely is one of the strongest threats, especially now, I think that Violet level is gone, and CI decks can't really rely on drawing multiple biotic labors at a early enough point because the draw is so significantly hampered but I don't know I just feel like employee strike hasn't been a huge deterrent to playing CI decks already like it is a strong tool but it's only one of the many tools that you have to use to disable them and I feel like room mill is better in some scenarios and worse in others like in general it might be overall a bit better but only against CI decks that really hyper focus on MCAP I think it'll be interesting to test that and figure it out because uh, I'm not so sure about that I mean I I played 
employee strike at Worlds and tested a lot with it beforehand. And while there were games that became fights about employee strike, and it certainly has a lot of power to disrupt a lot of CI game plans, I think there are also some games where either the CI play... There are quite a few ways they can get over. One is they can play around it. Um, there may only be five cards that they really need to have in their hand, um, depending on what the board state looks like, what ice they're playing, what your board as the runner is, etc., etc., how many resources you have to put into keeping your employee strike on the board. Um, the other, So they can basically ignore it and let it be there. It doesn't really hurt them. Or they can score through it and force you to keep recurring it or have the next one. Uh, and the other one is they can give up a few points to you by discarding and then eventually get rid of it at some point in the future. And I guess that's a variant of both, like playing through it and then getting rid of it at some point when it mm-hmm. matters. So I, I don't know. I, ju- I just feel like um, it's not so much of a killer blow as it may seem at first instance. Uh, whereas I feel like Rumel's ability to actually actively disrupt what they're trying to do with MCAP may be more painful, for, certainly for CI decks that are relying on it. Yeah, I think the fact that Rumor Mill has an effect on the turn you play it has always been the thing that pushed it over the edge, that you can keep it in your hand and then play it on a critical moment, and that's probably the advantage it has over Employee Strike, that while Employee Strike basically in that instance can only be used to disrupt the corp over a longer period of time, Rumor Mill can allow you to play it and then immediately not have to worry about your opponent scoring with MCAP next turn or Mm. in many other scenarios. So I definitely do think it's playable. I think it's still one of the stronger cards on the restricted list. I just don't think that it's as unbalancing as it might seem for a card that has been removed since the inception of the list. Uh, So the removed cards for runners, obviously we've Spoken about Rune Mill coming off that list, and I don't think there's any additions to that list in this edition. No, it doesn't look like it. Um, on those cards that are on there, I'm pretty happy to see all of them stay there. <laughs> um, any of those that you'd like to see reintroduced to the game at some point? Mm, I'm not sure about that. I feel like I'd rather see similar cards come out that do similar things but in not as strong a way I feel like all of those cards yeah are pretty happy I'm pretty happy that they're not in the game at the moment but I mean Rumor Mill has come in and now we're debating I think it's going to be good but not super good and you think it's going to be quite good so clearly there's some merit into allowing it to be playable again so mm. it's possible that that could happen for another one of those cards, but we'll see. I hope it's not Blue Moose. <laughs> I just look at the numbers on that card and I'm like, man, oh man. Uh, anyway. Cipher, uh is not as potent at all without Parasite, obviously, um, as a two-card combo, but probably still the fact that it invalidates one of the key numbers on Ice is not really a great thing to have in the game. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you that it's the card that's closest to coming off, just because, yeah, I think most of the reign of terror of it was within combination with Parasite, but in terms of the design space that it really shuts down, I would be hesitant to recommend that it were taken off the list for more than a short period of time. 
Alright, we're going to move on to the corp side of things now. And one of the big additions to the list here is a card that, for some reason, I feel like you would have a really big affinity with, not just because of its faction, uh, but like the art and the concept just seems like something you could get behind. I don't know, how do you feel about brain rewiring? Um, I think that as a card, it sort of ha- is a cool concept, like... But no, I mean, I mean, flavorfully. Oh, flavor, like, like the, there's these huge mechanical arms just like prodding at this brain and doing something or other. That seems like it's right up your alley. Well, uh, it's too low resolution. I can't tell what's going on. Okay, we'll we'll do our brain rewiring flavor recap another time. Um, but on the on the effect of the card, I mean, I've been pretty outspoken. I think saying that I think the combo is overpowered and not a great play experience. I certainly didn't enjoy preparing for worlds having to have some tech to try and deal with this deck i don't really like combo decks like this in netrunner i don't find it particularly interesting to play or play against but i think you have slightly more affinity with it what are your thoughts on the deck yeah i don't know i like that this sort of thing exists that you can play cards that aren't ordinarily good together and have them be much more than the sum of their parts but brain rewiring never really did that in an interesting way because all of the cards that are good against it are very obviously good against it like things that either stop you from dying to the combo or things that accessed multiple cards and didn't care about the fact that the corp wasn't trying to defend their servers at all except for in a very limited way so in that way, I'm glad that it's become a bit weaker, and I think Restricted is probably the right place for it, especially with the another restriction that we'll talk about a bit later. Yeah, so I think having it be Restricted puts it at the point where if you really want to play this sort of thing, you can, but you're going to have to suffer a lot of deck-building penalties that wouldn't be the case if you wanted to do something more conventional where you had more game in a large variety of scenarios. So I like that this kind of thing can be good if no no one is packing hate cards for it. Like, there should be something that just says... I think it's okay to have something that says if you don't interact with me for long enough and if you don't play cards in your deck specifically to deal with me, then I'm going to win at a certain point. I don't think that's a bad thing to have for the health of the metagame, but when that turn marker is too early or the cards you have to play are too narrow, that quickly becomes very degenerate for the game. Yeah, I think that's a really good summary. Um, And brain rewiring rewiring was probably pushing those boundaries, if not slightly overstepping them, do you think? Yeah, I think so. Definitely with violent level, I think the fact that if your opponent didn't interact you could easily kill them without them being able to do very much about it like just a regular deck didn't have a lot of chances to score seven points in time but now that basically everything is a bit weaker your agenda suite is a bit weaker your ice is a bit weaker your card draw is a bit weaker it means probably a regular deck has a lot more of a chance which i think is a bit healthier uh, and the next aspect, of, well, one of those aspects is Ice, and that's the next restricted card that we're going to talk about, which is Mother Goddess. Uh, these two cards together, when combined with Loki, that is Brain Rewiring, Mother Goddess, and Loki, created an early game board state 
that was really difficult for a runner deck that didn't have an AI breaker or, or wasn't really aware of what was going on to deal with. Um, and when you've got a combo deck that's winning between turn 5 and 7 consistently, I think was what we sort of worked out with Brain Rewiring for Worlds, that's pretty rough when you when if you don't have exactly the right breakers, you also can't access any cards from centrals. It leads to some pretty huge blowout games. Yeah, Mother Goddess is a kind of card that is similar to brain rewiring in some extent. That if you don't have a card in your deck specifically to deal with Mother Goddess, you're very liable to be locked out of a server. And while that might have been okay when you could play only a suite of like three mother goddess two excalibur or something that left you with only five ice the fact that you can now play three mother goddess three loki two excalibur if you want meant that you had eight ice which is a normal-ish amount of ice for a deck that never wants to create a remote and that meant that a lot of the runners game was spent trying to find the one or two cards that could actually interact with that ice suite which is a really unfun situation to find yourself in especially since early game competitively viable ai breakers are probably at their worst since the first core set and crypsis really like i mean especially the loss of faust is really important there in that faust was obviously a very very good answer to mother goddess yeah and now we have amico which is a very good card but a very bad answer to mother goddess yeah. Uh, okay, so I think that pretty much covers that off. I mean, I think the main reason that's on there is because of that combo, and I don't think it's going to come off until some of the heat comes out of the CI machine. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I have seen it in some other decks. There's a Titan uh, fast advanced deck, or super, super fast, fast advanced deck going around recently that plays it, but I think in general, if you want to play that sort of ice suite, you're probably trying to do something that minimizes runner interaction with you, and so having to pay a slightly higher price for that, I think, is probably a net positive. Mm. Uh, And the next card that has changed on the restricted list is another unbanning, so a, a card that's moved from the removed list to the restricted list, and that is Mumbad City Hall a perennial favourite of the Winning Agenda podcast. Uh, How are you feeling about seeing one of your favourite cards back in the metagame? I mean, like, we do have to say that, yeah, Mumbad City Hall is on the restricted list, but so is Mumba Temple and so is Museum of History. So when you look at the actual playable alliance cards, you have Consulting Visit, you have Jeeves, then you have, if you really... Uh, scrape the bottom of the barrel you have heritage committee salem's hospitality can i can you think of anything else doesn't mumbad city hall have that great interaction with heritage committee because of the nested uh, triggers i mean i think I they fixed it i think they fixed oh, okay. it um yeah no, the, you're right the fact that the two most degenerate alliance cards are also on the restricted list means that it is a little safer to bring this off at the removed list the power of the card I mean, obviously is limited by the Alliance cards that you can play with it, since that's literally all it does. Um, But the fact that it tutors and installs in one click is just so dumb. Uh, Not only installs, tutors and installs or plays. You can also get uh, Mumad Virtual Tour. That might actually be relevant. 
Yeah, true. That is that is probably relevant. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I it's one of those cards where it's either the alliance cards you can play with it suck, so it's not a problem, or they don't suck and it is a problem because it's far too efficient a tutor. Yeah, I mean, so I would I'm have, just rather it not exist, right? <laughs> yeah, I agree. I would have rather it stayed banned just because, yeah, it's a tutor that leads to the same game state basically every time. If it's good, you yeah, you basically try and set up exactly the same board and hope that generates enough advantage to do something. But on the other hand, I think that these sort of decks should have a chance to be viable where you can potentially do some cool things. Um, and so as long as they're not at a power level that's competitive, I don't see a problem necessarily with them being in the metagame. Sure. And one, uh, the next change I think is worth segueing into because whilst Mumba Temple and Museum of History were on the list, I think if you could play three Wampoa Reclamation and Mumbad City Hall in the same deck, along with your Mumbad Virtual Tours and whatever else, uh, I could foresee some very irritating and grindy games coming out of that. Um, so I'm sort of glad to see that Wampoa is on the restricted list when Mumbad City Hall comes out of being banned. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I think the idea of Mumbad City Hall is like a tutor where you can toolbox for a lot of different things is pretty cool. I think that's a fair thing that you can do with it, like to get your Jeeves and then to get your Mumbad virtual tours and then, you know, to get consulting visit to get whatever you want. That is a fair use of it. It's when you get it, then immediately get three Mumbad temples and three museums. That's where it becomes degenerate. So... Yeah, I think I'm actually interested to see it on the restricted list, even if I do admit it is very dangerous. Uh, and on One Power, we saw, I think, I think we we're lucky at Worlds not to see One Power based Hide the Agenda decks do better than they did. Um, I mean, I know the, the Comrades PU deck was playing Hide the Agenda with One Power, and a few of them made top 16. Um, they're were Shannon Claire hide the agenda CTM decks going around uh, in the few days leading up to the event, but I'm not aware of any of them doing particularly well. Um, but I think that style of play is one that's intensely frustrating as the runner and really probably wasn't what one power as a card was intended to be. Um, but it had the capacity to turn into that, like particularly with Shannon Claire, where you could put things on the bottom and then draw them again with Shannon Claire it just seemed a bit silly but what were your thoughts yeah I think Wampoa probably has a you know big circle around it in the designer's office when they're thinking of cards that mean that design space is restricted to some extent just because it really amplifies that sort of strategy like tenfold if you can do something that gives you incremental advantage over the course of the game having access to a card like Wampoa makes that so so much more effective than if you didn't just because of the natural flow of how a netrunner game goes and i think that's the case for any card that can hide more than one agenda without trashing itself like i know daily business show exists but you know intentionally hide more than one agenda it means that you can potentially and i mean not just potentially but you can very easily get into a situation where over half the points of the game are inaccessible to both players. Mm. 
which is a very yeah as you said frustrating but it's also a a very powerful thing to do yeah so i don't i certainly don't mind seeing it on the restricted list i mean i'm I'm glad it's not banned i don't think it's nearly of a power level that needs to go there uh it wasn't even close to being ubiquitous at worlds um I, i just think that the yeah that frustration level and what i feel is probably uh, capacity to get out of hand in, in the right deck like i felt like people haven't quite unlocked the potential for it or hadn't quite unlocked the potential for it and it was already getting to a point where i was really not enjoying some of those games so yeah i'm, I'm glad to see it the power curtailed a little bit in advance if you like yeah and i think restricted is a good place where you can still play it if you want you just, it just means that that has to be the main thing that your deck can does and you have to build your deck around that rather than being able to put it in a strategy that is already strong but is made a lot stronger with the addition of one power. Hmm. So that's um, the changes on the restricted side for the corp. The one change on the removed side is violet level clearance, which is a, a big banning. Uh, it's something that's gone straight from being legal to being banned. Uh and it's a card that you played in your World Championship winning deck. How do you feel about seeing Violet Level on there? I mean, I'm happy. Like, it quite obviously is over the curve, and everything Bog said in his article was right, that, you know, the drawbacks of the card, drawbacks in sort of inverted commas, are completely mitigated by CI's just general game plan, really the fact that you can play it on your first turn after doing anything and it immediately puts you so so far ahead you don't have to discard any cards and yeah you're immediately up to a huge number of cards in hand and you can do this potentially every turn with archive memories and this means that i think it's a reasonable way to curtail ci's inherent strength that makes ci's inherent strength a lot less inherent and i think it really makes sense for me alongside the other three cards that are now on the removed list for corpse one is a ridiculous accelerant and or card filterer in sensi actors union and the other two are silly recursion um so to have a card that is i think a ridiculous accelerant in violent level clearance and as you say boggs i think articulated that very clearly in the article it makes sense to me to see that there yeah, I think so too. I mean, of course there were lots of ways that you could have gone about weakening CI, and this is definitely not the only one that you can take, like the things that happened in this MWL, not just the removal of vital level clearance, but I think this is, in general, a fairly sensible one, just because, yeah, CI has a lot of variety, but vital level is not and will never be one of the cards that contributes to that variety. Hmm. And I think the raw numbers on the card uh, in terms of the efficiency of it compared to an ordinary click action is an important consideration but the tempo and acceleration factor of it i think can't be understated and you mentioned that i think michael mentioned in his article which is the ability to play it on turn one is i think really key to why it's important that it's gone with the ideas floating around about this card, it is really important to say, yeah, the numbers are good, but it's the specific way that a game of Netrunner plays out and how having a card like this that you can always play on turn one 
makes whatever game plan you want to execute so much smoother to the point where so games where you start with a violent level clearance are just so different to ones where you don't that it's as though you're playing two separate decks well that brings us to the end of our discussion of the latest iteration of the most wanted list the removed and restricted list version 2.1 uh in general we'll be looking back over the two halves of the list if you like the corp and the runner side um how are you feeling about how well they're balanced um that's sort of a very general question but i guess what i'm getting at is uh do you feel like a the right cards have been taken out of both sides of the game uh, and b the cards that have been removed create a level of balance between the two sides yeah i don't know it's hard to say to some extent because i feel like we have to consider both the past few months like three to six months that led to the metagame that turned into this most wanted list and also Mm. the coming three to six months where new cards that come out will interact with this most wanted lists but yeah i feel like from the perspective of the past you know having played in worlds this is quite clearly a reaction to the metagame at worlds and it's quite clearly an attempt to create a metagame that is a lot different to the one that we saw at worlds and in that sense i feel like it definitely has done its job while not necessarily meaning that those decks from worlds are not playable anymore like you know i still think my runner and my corp deck from worlds are both quite playable it just means that rather than them being in my mind the best they're now on an even playing field and probably there are other decks that will take their place at the top of the metagame sounds good yeah i'm pretty happy with where it's sitting Uh, i think on balance the runner restricted cards are probably cards that are of a slightly lower power level with the exception of rumor mill to what i perhaps would have expected if i was envisioning this sort of list whereas the runner removed cards are i think just there because they're way over the curve and on the corp side i feel like it's sort of flatter and that's reflected by the fact i think that there's more kind of more corp restricted cards they're sort of cards that are um not i don't think any of the cards on the corp restricted list are in and of themselves completely ridiculous um, but some of them create situations where they're either slightly too efficient or in combination they tend to tilt games a little bit far towards the corp um, maybe a Stell Moon and Mobad City Hall, slight exceptions to that. Um, so I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of space for change on the core restricted side, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, a, mm-hmm. a lot of those cards could possibly come off in the future. Uh, the runner, both removed and restricted side, I think those cards are probably stuck there to a large extent. And maybe that's a reflection of the fact that I think Corpse is still slightly behind in the game overall. But, I don't know, we'll see. Yeah, I think the version 2.1 definitely did its job of shaking things up, and we'll see how that goes over the next weeks to months. And our store championships are soon, so we'll be playing, we'll be playing some real-life Netrunner, right? Yeah, that'll be exciting. Um, we'll be sure to let you all know how that goes, and hopefully we'll have some good war stories to share with you soon. I hope so too.
Excellent. Well, uh, thank you for listening. This has been Jesse and Wilfie for The Winning Agenda. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can email us at thewinningagenda at gmail.com. You can check us out on Facebook at The Winning Agenda. You can tweet us at Winning Agenda. And if you want to throw a few dollars our way to uh, keep The Winning Agenda chugging along, you can head along to www.patreon.com slash thewinningagenda. Uh, we thank you for your patience with us as we've had a, a little bit of a break over summer post-Worlds, uh, but we're looking forward to getting back into the swing of things throughout the store champ season and then throughout the rest of the year uh thanks for being here and we'll see you next week thanks for listening bye all right Stop recording.